ahead to better days i am chris and i'm ryan and uh, we have a special guest with us here today we have rhonda hart hello how are you doing welcome to the show rhonda i'm good how are y'all doing pretty well excellent excellent i uh, i live in virginia so it snowed on friday and it was 60 degrees today so you know only it is uh It is officially allergy season here in Texas. My allergies have kept me up all night last night, and so I am I am currently operating under very little sleep at the moment. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. We're just rolling right in here, so let's get right exactly. into the show. Um, so the the Nevada caucus was this week or was Saturday, right? They held it Saturday, which I mean, we had Charlie on here and I, uh, I still don't fully understand caucusing or caucuses, but I can tell you it went better than Iowa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, they, they, we, we have results within a reasonable time frame, So that's an improvement, <laughs> right? It's, we, we actually know what's happening there. Um, you know, the the big thing is, you know, Bernie Sanders wins Nevada, but I think one of the one of the big things that stuck out to me really wasn't the candidates. It was voter turnout. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. I think when I, I, I had read that voter turnout was like four percent. And, you know, I'm like I said, solid in a split second. But if that was voter turnout for an, a primary this important for basically the biggest election in the history of uh, ever. <laughs> Um, you'd think that more people would be turning out, but you've got like 4% of people, you know, getting out and that's a problem. Yeah. I, I'm getting to wonder, I wonder if the caucus, the caucus system is what's keeping people away. I mean, it's, it's not like you're just going down and pulling lever. You got to commit some time and actually stand up for your choice. So I, I don't know, maybe that's yeah. keeping people out of the system. I, I think I, I've heard, uh, anecdotal stories about people who maybe uh, participated last year in 2016 and had some bad experiences from uh, a certain candidate's supporters there. So I, I don't know. I'm wondering if it's just the caucus in general is, is yeah. keeping people away. Well, you know, if you're somebody that you don't have a working schedule that you can attend the caucus, or let's say you have social anxiety or a physical disability that makes it enabled to stand or be around large groups of people you're out like i would completely skip that if i had those things going for me um which i don't i'm lucky but i can see you know how some people would and i would rather just go and stand in line and vote absolutely yeah i mean i had to do um I, i run a comic book company we buy and sell comics and stuff we're doing a commission today and I had to struggle for days just for childcare. Like my wife, because of how much we're going to end the commission we'll make on the end took off for her to be able to, um, for me to be able to go and do this. Mm-hmm. But if she couldn't have done that, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Now put that in terms of the caucus. If I'm at work 
and or I've got a child and I can't take my child with me. My son's um, 16, 15 months old. He's one. Mm-hmm. He's one years old. Right. <laughs> you know, and they do it at like, I mean, it, I was at like seven o'clock at night. Yeah. I would get yeah. nothing. I wouldn't be. He would lose his mind. Yeah. If And if yeah. you work, if you work third shift, if you're a factory worker or healthcare professional in the middle of the night, you can't go and caucus. It's ridiculous. It, it, it's it's very disenfranchising it's, and it's undemocratic. And I know that, you know, people really like it and there are some diehard caucus supporters, but, you know, you you can't have something like that be such a problem. Yeah. But yeah. you, don't get true, you don't get true results. And 4%, if that's the case, is it's that's real bad. Um, right. it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what we get elsewhere. And I think something else from the Nevada caucus that I noticed um, was that a lot of Republicans switched parties and then switched back because of the same day switching. Uh-huh. And voted in that uh, – and voted for like Bernie Sanders. That was the big thing. They switched over, voted for Bernie Sanders, and, and switched back, which yeah. is actually not new. Uh, Rush Limbaugh put uh, brought that up in like 2008. Like people in North Carolina did it. They're gonna, you know, they're planning on doing it again. Yeah, and I, I don't think it really. I mean, the same things people claim happens here in Texas because Texas is an open primary. You can technically vote in either one. I, I just don't think it's they're doing it in enough numbers to matter. But their Democratic base is still gonna go out and vote, and they're gonna do their thing. And the person who ultimately is nominated is gonna. Be representative of the Democratic Party. I, I, I think there's there's very little of that that they can actually do. Yeah, I, I, kind, you know? I kind of, you know, and I tend to agree with you on on that. It's you know, and again, the way you combat because I know there were people on on Twitter who kind of complained about it. Well, how you come how you combat that is you get voter turnout. Yep. You're not going to get as many Republicans as you do Democrats in a Democratic yeah. primary because not all of them care that much to go vote in a fucking Democrat primary you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah like it takes a special person to go do that as a democrat to a republican party it's a lot of work so it's yeah, not something in those numbers something that else that kind of impressed about me about nevada is how i guess how predictable the results have been up to this point i mean if i had to, you know you go back rewind three months ago i probably could have told you pete would have won the first two states because he's just the amount of money he's investing in those, along with Bernie Sanders, because those are very liberal states. Democratic parties there is, in those states tend to be more liberal. And now Nevada, South Carolina, you'll probably see the same thing with Biden starting to creep back up there. The delegate count will probably come in first or second in South Carolina and have a big showing on Super Tuesday. Probably, I mean, I, if I had to predict it, you know, it just seems like this is following a very predictable pattern um you know we're, we're not seeing much change in 2016 other some the 2016 map other than you know the moderates are splitting their votes between a couple of different people um you know pete Buttigieg is still out there pulling some support biden and now our new favorite friend uh mike bloomberg is out there again you know <laughs> sucking support for people mike mike <laughs> let's we, we had mike scheduled bloomberg <laughs> <laughs> Mike Bloomberg. Yeah. Name recognition. That is how he's trying to do it. He has spent so four hundred and thirty-five million dollars on ads, right? I and we were talking about, you know, um, because we were talking about the US Constitution today in my classes, and I asked my kids and I said, name one of the guys running for, for president that's that's a Democrat. And they said, Mike Bloomberg. 
And I said, can you name anybody else? And they said, I couldn't, I have no idea. Because mm-hmm. it's just repetition. And I, like what I was trying to express to them was exactly that's, that's what a lot of politicians will do is name recognition because you'll look mm-hmm. at a, a ballot. You'll go down the list of candidates and say, I don't know who the fuck that is. I don't know who the fuck that is. That sounds oh, familiar. I don't know who that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's how you that's how it's done. We don't we need to have a, a, a lot more educated um, electorate. Yeah. So um, I haven't early voted yet in Texas and because I've been like marinating. Um, I've really been to, taking my time on this and I went to vote411.org this afternoon and you can put in your address and it brings up your entire ballot name pictures interviews where they stand on issues and so you can go through and you can print your ballot and you can go and make your choices at home so that you have a reference when you go to the polls which is great because i didn't know half of these people when we get into the court system i didn't know any of these guys um so that was really really helpful Oh, I'm, absolutely. And that's vote411.com? Yes. Awesome. Everybody who's listening. Or no, dot .org. Dot .org, sorry. Yeah, dot .org. Dot .org. My bad, I messed that up. It's okay. Sorry. Vote411.org. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> vote mm-hmm. And uh, that sounds fantastic. That's something, and that, that's something that your average person doesn't know about. Yeah. Right? Unless they go uh-huh. looking and, you know, all we see is uh, commercials for candidates I feel like the DNC, if they really want to, or any political party, if any political party wants to make any kind of grounds, it's to, you know, educate the electorate. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, that's not really what they want. No. But no, yeah, they and, run commercials with, you know, this is where you go. This is how you do this. Yeah. This is how you register to vote. This is where you go when you go to vote. Yeah, this is how you define that place out. And in Texas, it's a real common practice to have poll greeters and volunteers and some of these candidates will literally go up and like help you get out of your car just so they can hand you a push card just and you don't know who they're affiliated with or what party they're with um so seriously print out your sample ballot go do your research and come prepared to the polls And that's a big thing too. In Virginia, you have to be like 50 yards outside of the polling place, but there's always people there asking you questions. Always, yeah. It's it's a lot of overload. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, with caucusing, social anxiety, you know, all of a sudden you have a bunch of people you don't know coming at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that can't be comfortable. I mean, I'm I'm the type of person that I'll I'll fucking talk to anybody. I don't care. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you know, you have somebody else. Like my wife hates that I do that. Mm-hmm. Like I'll talk. Like it's like I said, I'll talk to anybody. But she doesn't. She's not a big fan of me just talking to people. You know, mm-hmm. randomly about just random stuff. That's not everybody's thing. I, it's I don't know. I'm kind of I'm getting kind of jaded. Uh, I'm not gonna lie with a lot of the stuff that's going on. And that brings me to my crazy idea that we talked about on Twitter. I think this week or last week. Mm-hmm. All right. That is, on us. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with this. Okay. Not not so much focusing on the White House, right? You know, it's it's kind of a shit show. You know, what if instead of focusing on the White House, we focused on taking the Senate and taking the Senate in force, right? We had historic numbers 
in the House of Representatives. And yes, I know this is completely just way out there and improbable, um, but it's nice to think about. And what if we, we put the work in and we got 67 fucking senators? If we have 67 senators, we have two-thirds of the Senate. With two-thirds of the Senate, any law you want to pass, as long as you have the House of Representatives, you can pass because you have override veto power. Yep. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yep. Right? That also puts Trump in the position of, if I fuck up, he can. It, it's he game can, over. He can be pe- impeached yeah. again. And then removed because we'll have the Senate in our favor. Absolutely. And so I need whoever the nominee is, I almost need them to throw their presidential election and campaign for these down ballot senators in Kentucky, Arizona, Maine, come after Texas. And um, I think we need to hit him below the belt. Oh yeah, because that, that, that's that's a hundred percent where the the power lies. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, the Democratic Party we just kind of we focus on the presidency so much that we f- kind of forget that the Senate's an actual thing, and that you know, there's mm-hmm. important Senate races, important senators out there. Um, you know, the the map for a supermajority this cycle is be pretty rough, but we could get most of the way there. And the next map, I think, in 2024 is actually supposedly really favorable to uh, Democrats. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot. Those are the kinds of races I think that ultimately are more important. Um, you know, do it and, and that not only st- Senate races, but also state houses. Because remember, this is this is a yep. census year. So state houses all across the country are going to be redrawing, redistricting maps. And we complain so much about gerrymandering. This is it. You know, this is the next 10 years right here in a nutshell. And, you know, yeah, it would be great if we got Donald Trump out of the White House. But like for me personally, Donald Trump doesn't know who the hell I am. Does Mm -hmm. Eliz Markowitz and Katie know who I am? Yes. Does Seema in District 2 know me? Yeah. What about Lizzie Pennell Fletcher? Yes. So these races that are closer to your home, your your mayors, your school boards, and your your state houses, those are so much more important. So, um, you know, like I haven't thrown my support behind a presidential yet, but we were up there in Katy for three weekends for Eliz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I saw that. I mean, I saw all the work y'all did. Yeah, because and... she's going to – those people that are yeah. closest to us will save our butts in the end. Well, they have the biggest impact, right? Like the, yeah. the the government has the big trickle down, and yes, the the shit that um, the Trump administration is doing is just absolutely uh, egregious and abhorrent. But where we can do the most immediate good, because if we can switch those um, the, our down ballots, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck you! You can't have your camp here, right? You can't, oh yeah, you can't, you can't bring this here. You, you mean you have to? You, you, they're going to push a lot harder at a local uh-huh. level and a state level and we can do real change. And I can tell you exactly. We, we have fucking Virginia. Virginia is the best example of this. God I have, bless right, Virginia. I have been just so proud to be a Virginian. It's been awesome. Like they're, they're enacting real change. We saw really fucked up shit happening and we did something about it. Oh, I yeah. know. 
and I say this every time, but it is in no small part uh, than than to Beto. And and, and you're you're exactly right, Rhonda. We need like if they throw their their presidential election, election which is going to be hard to ask anybody to do, because you know hubris and all that. Um, if we can win at the down ballot level, we're going to be okay. We can combat this by by massing elsewhere right and you don't do that by alienating all of fucking florida no yeah right with 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 like i just since we're talking down ballot races i'm gonna bring up the bernie fidel thing and i'm was perturbed by that and you see have seen a lot of pushback from um the cuban um people who live there and that's a big population there uh, the the Latin American um, uh, population in Florida is huge, and they're not big fans of Fidel Castro. And you're going to need their vote because Florida has played a <laughs> huge role, huge role in just about every election through 2000. You know, oh, starting in 2000. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, it it was it, it made the difference there. Yeah. You know, I was. Yeah. Uh, so you can't just write them off and doing saying shit like that does that and it's dumb yeah rant over (laughs) (laughs) well and it's 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 bad optics because he said that about fidel castro and then fucking wormtail the senator from texas tweeted out about something about the firing squad and it just, it was really sensitive for me because I had just spent time with him on Friday talking about gun violence. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You're so clueless and insensitive. Oh, I, first of all, I love all of the Harry Potter references. I love everyone. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you, you, like you said, she's, you're, Rhonda's talking about Ted Cruz, who is pretty much universally um, disliked, disliked by just about yeah. everyone, because um, he's kind of a huge douche nozzle. Um, but uh, see, I didn't, I hadn't seen that tweet. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like you said, you you went and talked to him, and I did. You know what? What is the difference between Ted? Yeah, how did that go? Yeah, how how did how did that go? How did how did how did how was it staring evil in the face? So for <laughs> like when we when we first got into his office, like I couldn't I I couldn't bring myself to look at his face because I knew that like I'm an emotional crier. And um, I cry when I get stressed out and upset. And I knew that if I looked at him, I would just completely lose my composure. Um, So we were in there with, I had um, a couple of friends of mine that are very well informed um, in the gun violence prevention community. And then it was um, Senator Cruz and two of his aides. And we were all kind of like in this circle in his office. And I found like a lamp or something to stare at for the most part while I was talking to him just so that I wouldn't get over upset and come off across as, Oh, that, you know, crazy woman, you know? Um, but, um, you know, we, we, we had some moments. We were definitely not going to agree on pretty much all of gun violence prevention. Mm -hmm. Um, but he did kind of share, um, that, 
he has a gun safe at his house and he talks to his girls about, you know, this is only for adults, you know, mom and I are the only ones that have the combo. And, um, so, you know, if that's the one thing that he and I can agree with, um, I did ask for another meeting if it's possible. And, um, we, we can talk about that one issue of storage. Cause like there's mm-hmm. money in the state budget for an ad campaign. Um, I gave him a copy of some bills that Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee had written um, in honor of Santa Fe. And um, so, you know, we'll we'll go on that one little tiny thing of storage. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's it's one one small step and that's it's a it's yeah. a big thing because that's not I mean, there mm-hmm. how many there's so many kids each year that are are, are killed by irresponsible gun safety preventable things yep oh yeah that's just totally preventable yep and it it happens all too often and that's that's one thing that i can remember about about my parents my dad has a huge uh gun safe um it is i mean like a bank vault that only he knows i don't even think my mom knows the combination but all of this the all of that stuff is all locked away it is impossible to get to nobody knows the information and you know it's it's a small step because i don't agree with my parents on on anything ever really Mm -hmm. um it's interesting at holidays by the way being (laughs) uh I, i grew up in a very republican town and they will they can excuse away anything. Hey, I grew Sarah uh, Palin I'm, I'm was from my Southeast mayor. Texas. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You guys win. <laughs> hey, my fan, yeah. my my dad grew up in Dumas, Texas, outside of Amarillo. Oh man. Yeah, my my mom grew up in Newport News, Virginia, which so you know I don't know how that worked out. I was, but you know. yeah, I was stationed over there, Fort Eustis. I saw that you um that yep. you. Uh, that you had said that uh, for some reason I couldn't remember. I meant to comment on it, comment on it, because I I teach right down the um right down the road from there. Yeah. Um. It's I, I get a lot of the uh, we get a lot of kids from all over the world in, and then a lot of kids from Fort Eustis. So it's actually really nice. I really like um, yeah. teaching at the school. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's 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 pretty. It's interesting. It's um. And I I forgotten we had had that in common. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just to, to start up, start kind of break thing down, um, break things down, um, guys. Uh, there's still so much we can all, all that we can all do. Uh, I know there's the presidential election, but we also have all these down ballot races that we are really, really trying to in, just let you know they are super important. We can all make a difference there. You know your local representatives; they see you. Sometimes. Not all of them come home. <laughs> exactly, yes. But they should. Randy and Weber. I've heard of him. I have heard of Randy Weber. Nothing good. But you know, I've heard of him. <sighs> Don't get me started on him. <laughs> right? You, Let's, yeah, that's going to be a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Uh, we can do a whole episode just on politicians that go to Washington. Yeah, my my wife got to meet Mr. Randy Weber at one point and I uh, did not have very good experience with him. Oh, he told me yeah, yeah. that the second amendment was a god-given right. Looked at me uh, in my face and told me second he can, he, so you know we have UTMB down here. It's a big uh Hospital. we do a lot of drug addiction stuff down here. 
he thinks that drug addiction is like, oh, you can just think it away. And that's that's the kind of that's the kind of concern. Like, oh, you just need to not think about it and you can willpower and get rid of addiction. That's the guy's a fucking moron. Yeah, uh, I hate um, him. I, I work in a fucking school, right? Um, and I can tell you can kids that start early kids have problems like real oh, yeah. problems that get overlooked and a lot of that turns into drug abuse issues um i mean we see it all the time and you know pretending that it's not an, a, a mental disorder is like a super fucking problem right and that's the problem and that again this is a whole nother episode especially when it comes to the penal system right we shouldn't be imprisoning addicts we should be helping them treating the disease not you know, punishing, punishing people, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, but anyways, guys, um, Rhonda, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much. We need to do like, this needs to be like a thing. Oh, I'm totally fucking down. We'll make it a thing. And swearing. We will will do regular check-ins. We can, you can come hang out with us anytime. Oh, hell yes. yes. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. So like we said, get out and vote or well, yeah, definitely get out and vote, but get out and volunteer, donate anything you can do to help the cause. You know, we've, we've got a, we had a lot of work to, to do. Bring you know, a to- friend when you vote. Yes. Like that. seriously. Definitely take a friend. Text all, text all your family. Let them know to go out and vote. Mm-hmm. I will not do that. But the rest of you, yes, do that. Oh, well. <laughs> no, I need, look, I've been saying this since 2018. I need someone to get me a bus because I have a CDL. Like get me a fucking yellow school bus and I will drive people to the polls. I will load that thing up. I would love to do that. It would be so fun. I've already told my wife I wanna I want to drive people to vote. Yeah, we need party buses. There you go. Right. Democrats, we talk a good <laughs> game. Like, oh, we're gonna such a blue wave, blue tsunami. When it comes down to it, like, you're kind of lazy as fuck, and you yep. don't go to the polls. <laughs> Yo, I did not work. I, I'm just I did ballot gonna... petitions in fucking Virginia. There was like a handful of us who did a kick-ass job. But I saw, I mean, tons of Beto events, tons and tons of people came out, but none of them volunteered. The core group of us, Virginia mm-hmm. Beto supporters, we fucking kicked ass. Yep. Shout out to y'all. Yep. It's it's always the go. same, like, core group of people. Like, you know, when I went to Eliza's thing, I saw the same people week after week after week. It's the people that want to get out and work. It's the people that yep. really believe in this, in the, in the movements. And yep. the those are the people I want to be around. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, take it easy. Keep on uh, doing your thing and keep on looking ahead to better days. Yes, for real.